Hello, hello, <laughs> hello, happy Friday. Hey, hello, audience. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Bill Clark. I am the host of the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast. The Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast is a weekly show focused upon the reinvention of the lives of each interviewee as a result of or inspired by their life-changing illnesses or events that have now become part of their daily existence. In each case, the interviewee has used his or her illness or event from strokes to cancer to depression for examples or as an impetus for personal growth. So this Friday, we have actually I'm this Friday, I'm the scrambled egg and I have two smart, beautiful hams on. One is named Beth and the other one is named Connie. Hey, Connie and Beth, how are you doing this Friday afternoon? Great, great. It's Friday, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, <laughs> happy, happy Friday, ham number one. Ham number two, Beth, how are you doing this this, this Friday? Uh, pretty good. It's a really relaxing, so I'm good. Okay, cool. Real cool. All righty. So um, today's show is about, we talked about this a little bit earlier in one of my episodes, and Connie and Beth have both been on the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast before in previous episodes. But this episode is, we're going to focus on homelessness. Hmm. Homelessness. So, Connie, you recently had an experience. Actually, let's stop there. Both of our guests, both of our hams, beautiful hams, are stroke survivors. That's correct. Beth, when did you have what? Beth? When did you have your stroke? Um, two thousand nineteen and twenty twenty. Okay, and how many strokes have you had? Two. Two, and Connie, when did you have your stroke? Two thousand and sixteen. Wow. Okay. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. Wow. How, how are you feeling today, Beth? Again? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Really relaxed. Good, good, so good. So I'm glad about that. Yeah. No stress, right? Usually I'm Usually, usually you're what? Usually I'm running around, so I'm I'm glad to be like a little stationary today. I hear you. Some downtime. And and today, how are you feeling, Connie? I'm I'm feeling good today. Everything's under control. Sugar's good. Everything's good. Not walking sideways. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Connie, Beth, first, Beth, were you ever? Did you ever experience homelessness? Yes. Homelessness. Yes. Um. I experienced that, um, I think, right around the beginning of my 30s, because I was kind of out there, you know, I was getting high and everything and just really lost track of what I really needed to be doing. And the place that I was living at, they were like, only one adult could live there, so I had to leave, and I didn't have any place Fortunately, I was just thinking about that earlier today. Fortunately, my 
sister had an abandoned house that she let me rent out a room there. And this was the house that I grew up in, but there was no electricity, no heat, no water. So, um, you know, I made a determination because that's around the time that I came into this practice of chanting Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. And it was through my chanting about trying to get a better place to have my friends come over, I was able to finally chant out of that place. And since then, I have never been homeless again, you know. Um, wow, that's great. I've really been blessed in that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Connie, yourself. Wow. I I did the opposite. I did the whole uh, the whole uh, successful career, the 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 whole marriage and the family and you know home ownership all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know in 2016, um, I had the stroke and there were things I wasn't able to do anymore. And and I had to come to terms with that. You know, vision started failing and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. So you know it's like. A, we ended up homeless because, uh, you know, things happen in life in regards to your health or your, your finances, all connected, you know. So when the health goes and, and you lose control of your finances due to whatever you're going through, you know, it, 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 to me it was indicative of, 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 of the fact that I needed to find wholeness, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, even though we lost all those things, it, it was like an illness. You know, it brought us back to brought me back to to, to my center. You know, because I'm a Buddhist, and you know, a lot of people are not that are listening to the podcast. But you know, I'm a Buddhist. But spiritual is spiritual. You know, so it, it it forced me to center on what was important. And just recently, we had the experience where there was a big battle going on with the home I was living in, and we lost. Mm-hmm. And so we had one hour to get out wow. and get all our belongings and get rid of. Uh, uh, six cats and and a dog we had for 14 years you know mm-hmm. so all that went on and and all those things can result from imbalance you know mm-hmm. so i don't look at it as that you know i got sick and then we lost the job and we should have did this and should have did that you know but but uh what i realized is that there's no plan for being uncentered mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. for 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 me mm-hmm. It, it, it's centered or not because it, it, it's 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 health, but it's also it's all things, you know, to me. So it, it was indicative of of my center being off. There was something I needed to learn, you know, etch out whatever that uh, great uh, evil is. Some of us call in ourselves it causes us to suffer. So you know, to me, that's all that was. Uh-huh. Got even it. the stroke in 2016 that's all that was did you lose the lose your did you did you become homeless beth and connie oh. both of you oh after the oh, stroke homeless. or was it before the stroke no uh, after the stroke after the stroke just uh after the stroke because this this uh, thing that happened with the house was just recently mm-hmm. and beth did you have your, right. did you become were you homeless before the stroke or after the stroke before after. You were you were homeless before she you you were homeless before right? 
Mm-hmm. And I did my whole thing, you know, with that whole middle class uh, thing, and then, then the carpet just gets snatched right from under you, you know, because you think you have it all, but you're uncentered and haven't, you just really don't have, know what fortune is yet, you know. Right. So Beth and Connie, tell, right. me, tell me about, you know, both of you guys are stroke survivors, which is incredible. You know, I, I, I give my, my heart's out to you and I implore you. I'm also a stroke survivor for those who don't know. And I had a rough journey back. So Beth and first Beth, how was your journey back from the stroke? Or are you still um, dealing with the residuals of it? Um, I still feel a little bit of the residuals, but to me, um, I always felt like as if I was walking in quicksand, like my legs seemed to weigh so heavy. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, but wait a minute, I'm saying, wait, why should I be feeling different in my walking ability? So I kind of got that mm. that stumbling kind of effect now that I have. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, you know, a lot of rehab that I'm doing to make myself get stronger, you know, mm -hmm. but between that, I also had the thing where I think when explaining myself, I can get very emotional mm -hmm. and that's not what I want, mm -hmm. but I just can't stop mm -hmm. the tears from coming, which, you know, my doctor said that's, that's a normal effect at the stroke, you know. Yeah. And they were like, there's medication for it, but I'm like, I don't need to take no more medication. I'm on <laughs> enough medication. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I hear you, so, I hear you, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's those things that you have to fight through, but I... I also look at it as it's life, and you know you're going to be challenged. So I guess my health issues is my challenge. So I have to be strong and fight through it. Yes, yes, ma'am. And Connie, yourself, how was your journey? Do you have something to add to that, to what Beth just said? Or well, like, like uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think, you know, I, I feel like Beth, in, in terms of you have to reinvent yourself. You know, and, and, and with me, that was with, because, um, you know, the whole quicksand, I, I get that walk because I still kind of lean one side, you know, and it'll fall or whatever. But I'm getting that together because, you know, what I'm using is um, I, I really started drawing again uh, after the stroke and after uh, losing vision and all kinds of things. I started actually drawing again and really developing my skills as a visual artist and the, the ability to... Um, to 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 be able to manifest things on paper and and become expressive with color and lines and shapes, you know, opened up a whole new avenue of self-expression for me. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I was able to, to visualize what it looks like when a cell heals, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I could draw a cell that was healed. And then, you know, I started thinking, you know, when I was, when I'm chanting, because, you know, we're Nitro Buddhists and we chant, I'm Yehudu and Gekel. So, you know, I, it, it really took me to a place where I was able to 
visually see my mm-hmm. illness or visually see my prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and the creativity is, is, is the visualization is what heals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Okay. You know, so I encourage people, you know, those, those pain and symptoms, whatever, but the creativity is what will, 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 will help you to develop uh, the ability to visualize what health looks like or what a healthy cell looks like, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, I must add that um, Beth, she's quite a great artist if you haven't seen her work. She's really oh, got it going you. on. She's got it going on. Boy, I tell you. Thank you. I seen today. I seen the eagle today and the snake. Oh, did you see the eagle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on Facebook, yo, y'all. Check her out on Facebook. She's on the FB. <laughs> yep. Check out Miss Connie Moore. And you know, so, so Miss Moore, so Connie, how was your talk about Beth talked about her? You know, her support system, right? How about your support system? How did you, how did, how did, how did this work with, for you? Did you have a support system? Was it a good no. support system? No. no and how you come don't it have wasn't? A support system because, because I was a nurse. I was a support system. So when, 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 when your health fails, you know, good luck. Mm-hmm. Cause you're it. Tag, you're it. You know, so people are, are, are used to seeing you uh, care for others. Mm-hmm. And and they always assume that you're good. Mm. And so, you know, you would think that as a nurse, there'd be so many people jumping. No, no, no. That's the opposite. All of the people you're taking care of assume you're fine. Mm-hmm. Did you, you are. And that's the problem. I, I hear you. That was, mm. I hear you. So it's just like, uh, you know, you're a master of, of healing. So why should I worry about you? Is that the kind of attitude? Right. And, and but the good thing was they're right. <laughs> Beth, Beth. They're right. How can they heal me? They have their own healing to do. We're all here to do our own changes in human revolution. So, you know, initially I was angry. I said, where are all these people, all these patients that I brought from death back, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, but but that was what they were teaching me. Those were my teachers, you know, because mm-hmm. you experience like the isolation where you're sitting there going, now what? Yeah, because yeah. you know you can't perform the same things and it's the same task you used to it. You know, in terms of a, a job and things like that. Now what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was faced with what do we do here? Do we what, what do we do? We watch TV when our vision's uh, uh, clear? Do we? You know, so what do you do? And you're kind of left alone and isolated. Yeah. And and you know, it, for, you know, fortunately for me, I, you know, I picked up paper and I said, well. When I can see and my vision does uncloud, I'll draw. Mm-hmm. And I'll draw what I feel, you know, the isolation. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I draw bars on things. I'll draw colors on things or, 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 or uh, you know, all kinds of creative things. That's what I'm feeling, and that's why it's so, so therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. I got you. So, you know, so we both, all three of us have friends and f- we have family to support us, correct? Right. Children and you know <laughs> your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had children were very young when I had my stroke. You know, um, wow. it was devastating for them because dad was a, a you know the go-to guy. You know, wow. Not only the ATM, but the um, go-to guy. And let's go <laughs> here. You know, let's go to the beach. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then 
once you have something um, devastating like that, like a stroke or any other disease, any type of other disease that, you know, it was really, really, really emotional and really, it was really, it was really, really, really difficult for me. And also, you know, oh. men, we're looked at, we're the breadwinners, right? Right. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very, it was, let me tell you. I'm writing the book about it now. It's called, it's, it's I'm not going to tell you what it's called, but it's, um, <laughs> oh, wow. we feel cheated. Uh, I, I started, <laughs> Beth, Beth, I started, Beth and Connie, I started writing the book. I called it, the first chapter is called The Curse, right? But, uh, actu but actually, you know, Beth and Connie, it's, um, like, how can I use this that happened to me as a sense of personal growth? Right. You know, so I went from like, you know, when it happens, Beth and Connie, you know, it's like, oh, shit, man. God damn. I'm fucked up. Yeah. You know, why me? Right. But why not me? Why Who not? could it be? <laughs> no, no. Who else? Do I, do I want to point? Do I want to put it on somebody else? <laughs> <You know? laughs> what the hell? No, Maybe me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put this on my enemy. Let them have it, you know. But no, 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 no. That's I don't. That's not. We all practice. What did that feel like to go from being, you know, to to go from being super dead to, you know, how horrible? Because you know, we're just just these super beings, and that's part of why we end up so sick. Yeah, is that we're these superhuman. Yeah, kind of thing. That's that's how I was feeling because right before I had my stroke, I was just sitting down at the counter planning out what I was going to do for the next coming year, you know. Mm -hmm. I had mapped it all out, you know, and I was saying, oh, this something looks doable. I can travel and everything. And then to wake up the next day and, and looking at myself saying, I'm not going to be able to do half the stuff that I want to do, which that ended up becoming more of a depressant. For me, because I am an on-the-go type of person, right. and that's right. I will find myself. I will find myself some days sitting at the counter the whole day, only moving to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, "This is definitely not you." So yeah. that was very hard to deal with, uh, um, and but it made me push myself so that I'm able to do a lot more than what I did when I first got home. So I think that's what you have to keep the fight in your head that you know you can push yourself to be close to what you was before the stroke. But it's a hard thing to deal with, you know, um, especially in your psyche because you're like, why did this happen to me? I wasn't doing anything or, right. you know, people like, oh, it comes from stress. And I'm like, I don't even think I was stressing about anything, you know. So, mm -hmm. okay. I don't know. I think I looked at it as I was going so much to be the age that I was that I mm -hmm. said, you probably had this stroke to slow you down. Because you were just moving too fast at your right. age, mm -hmm. you know. And that's another way on how I look at it. Mm -hmm. you wow. know?
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And plus, our children worry us to death sometimes, too. But what I wanted to say yeah. was, you know, <laughs> but you know, what I'm I want. Hey, 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 my, hey, I'm almost, you know, I'm like basically at an empty nest here. But however, right, do any of you two hams, this is a Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast audience, and the two hams are Beth and Connie, do any of you two um, women have, uh, go to uh, like a support group? A stroke support group, a brain injury support group. Did you do that? You know, and I, I, I was going to sign up for one, but I'm always in some other kind of therapy. But there is one that I'm interested in signing up where I go for my uh, neuro or cardio uh, mm -hmm. therapy mm -hmm. over at JFK that I want to sign up for. Mm -hmm. And, and that, I wanted to say, Beth, you just had open heart not too long ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That that really came out the blue. So it's just making me try to focus so hard on what I'm not doing right for my body. I tried to recorrect it, you know, but when the choices that are out here are so... I mean, it's slim to me as far as I don't really eat a lot of meat. I mm -hmm. don't eat a lot of vegetables. So mm -hmm. it's really kind of hard for me to pick and choose. Like, I eat the same vegetables. So, mm -hmm. but I told myself, until you decide to like some other vegetables, this is what you That's heavy, yeah. heavy, heavy, that's heavy stuff. Yeah. It's so funny because both my sisters and brothers, they had to have heart offense put in their heart. And I'm using the psyche that I'm the youngest, so nothing has happened to me. And then I end up going in the hospital and finding out that going to do to me the day before and 
Before you left, I said, you know, there's one thing I really need you to do. Because I was telling him they had told me that, oh, you're like his fourth patient. You know, he usually does five, and he leaves at five o'clock. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is he going to be tired when he gets to the <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I really don't want to really be next to last. And I told him this. I did not know how big of a surgeon this guy was. And mm. I told him this, like, look, I hope you're going to be, you know, awake when you do me. And. It was so funny because I asked him if he can just do one thing for me. And I asked him, could you say these words? And I had him say, Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> 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 I'm good. I'm with you. I feel you. I feel that. <laughs> Definitely. And to, know, to really show you the power of Daimoku, like I said, I was next to the last person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be operated on the day of the operation in the morning all these nurses is running around me frantic and I'm like, What what, what y'all doing? What's going on? And they said, mm -hmm. the doctor said we gotta get you ready in forty five minutes. I was like, Oh wow. So he moved me all the way up. So I was like, Yeah, the power of prayer, mm -hmm. you know, the power of chanting. So that just made it ease up a little bit on me, you know, so yeah. That, Thankfully, everything is good. You definitely encouraged me. I visit, Connie, I visited Beth in the hospital. Yeah, um, I needed yeah. that. Yeah, before and after. Yeah. Definitely yeah. needed that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that support. That support. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm telling you, Bill, that support to see faces show up, you know, because a lot of times people are so caught up in their own uh, uh, karma, their own life, you know, which mm -hmm. is normal if you're going through it, the rest of the world is experiencing it too, you know. So it's so nice when folks show up and come see it because it's really an isolated feeling, you mm -hmm. know. It's yes, really it isolating to be because, you know, like you, 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 you're this healthy person and you drop off that, that planet and, 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 and kind of go to another one. Yeah, that's right. That's a good way. That's to put what it, it feels like. It feels yeah. like you've been dropped off on another planet, and you know you're expected to function with with no resource. You know, mm -hmm. you're yeah. there learning to walk again, talk again, or you know, and or see. In in my case, we we're seeing double, triple. <laughs> it mm. was really something, mm -hmm. you know. But it, it's better now because you know, like like we say, you know, whatever your prayer is, whatever it is, maintain it and have faith in it, strong faith in it, no matter what it is, you know, mm -hmm. and and use visualization. This is why you know developing the frontal prefrontal cortex is so important, and and I, I often think maybe that's why parts of us die off, so that we can develop the more creative side, the part that says, hey, that's not the full picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, deep. You know, imagine painting a new life. Imagine designing a new heart the way you see it. And because nothing moves without your design. Wow. Exactly. So you, so, so, so visualize what it is. So, Connie, like, you got to open up a school or something, man, and teach us. <laughs> yeah, because people are, are got to use how to paint, how to draw, how to create. Mm -hmm. That's all the body's asking you to do when you have a stroke. Can you give me a new trick? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed yeah. you. I showed you my my paintings after I had to stroke that that large painting. But um, listen, I wanted to talk a little bit more about. Well, you said, Connie, you said you didn't look for a support group, right? No. Because you had no, because, it. Because you were a nurse. Yeah, so. we. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, when you're in certain careers and and any first responder, you are it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get a problem, who do you go down to? You get your neighbor's teeth. That's the policeman or your your buddy. That's down the street as a fireman. You get off. So we're the people that you turn to. So then yeah. who we turn? <laughs> hey. I, I, I do agree because um, I used to work um, in, in an emergency room for triage. And um, it's, it's amazing that that's what made me tell myself, you need to go to the hospital because you know the symptoms that you're having is not normal. And then when I was then when I was able to get there, they was like, "It's a good thing you followed your mind and came in here, you know, because mm-hmm. I might not have woke up, woken up the next day, you know, the yeah. way they were saying it, because they had to give me nitroglycerin and everything. I was like, right. you know, to go to show you just how protected you are. I had no idea that I was that sick." Yeah, yeah. I just thought I was tired, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what Which I was. Which is a symptom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, so I I can say I had a lot of support from members of the organization, you know, more so than my family. They were here doing everything. Have you tried, Beth? Have you tried? Uh, have you tried uh, herbs and different things, or have you just uh, have you taken the traditional medications? Have you tried uh, different things like um, uh, Murdoch and all those and and uh, um, different anyway, oils? Yeah, some some I do. Like I take some of rack and things like that um, to just help me on the side. And yes, and all clothes and all those things, because those, those things, less constipation, because, you know, with all those medications and stuff, you can end up with, with, with a, a bowel obstruction, and especially with pain meds. You know, you could end up with bowel obstruction and all kinds of things. And I, I just, for me, like the natural things have worked in terms of regulating my blood pressure and losing 120 pounds. Things like that, natural herbs and stuff. And I think sometimes I would love to see us get back to uh, those medicinal plants and medicinal herbs. Cause those things work. And, and of course, you know, big farm doesn't want you necessarily doing that. But, you know, I always encourage people, there's so much out there that you could take that doesn't have side effects. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and big farm is big farm is going to knock on my door. So, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to move on to the home. Listen, homelessness, 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 homelessness. Oh, now, when, how long were you? Where did you go when you were homeless? Were you in a train station, bus station, plane station? Where? Well, well, for me, it was from from my house straight to um, go find a hotel. Mm-hmm. So you know, grab the bag, you go to the hotel. Well, let me tell you, they tell you, call that 212, uh, was it uh, 211 number. Mm-hmm. That, um, folks, I'm here to tell you, there's no money. 
<laughs> There's no money. Somebody just said right now. So any any social workers, anybody out there still telling people to call that two one one number, you better stop it right now. Mm. Because the United States right now is not putting money into uh, 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 homelessness. Mm-hmm. It, right now, we're tied up in Ukraine. We're tied up in Israel. We're tied up. Mm-hmm. We're tied up. Right. So they're in in the United States. Just in case people aren't aware. The funds that they're talking about, they're giving poor people. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to witness what happened, and I got a chance to see families going hotel to hotel, bouncing. Now, we're fortunate enough that, mm-hmm. um, you know, we could pay our own hotel. That's that's just uh, the power of attraction, the mystic law, you know? Right, right, right. And so, but, but, you know, we were fortunate we could do that, but not everybody has 122 $150 or $200 a night for a hotel for 30 days. Mm, that's right. So it's I know not about right. being lazy mm-hmm. or not having money. Things happen in life. Right, right, right. So when you, you know, so, so, yeah. so when you were in these hotels, right, what did you see? What was your, what was your experience? Families. Hotels are loaded with homeless families in New Jersey, all over the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Families. Uh, all the folks coming from the border are in these hotels, and now hotels are not mm. hotels anymore. They're housing families. Mm. You'll yeah. get a one-bedroom studio that's housing an entire family, and then there's no resources, so they're bouncing families from hotel to hotel. Mm-hmm. I saw so many children suffering. I saw a mother who had to get out. All the child had, you had about four or five children, stair steps with the husband, and they had to get out, and and the child had no clothes on. This was a, a month a month ago. Mm-hmm. The child had a saggy diaper. The other one had no shoes. But this is a predicament that's happening, especially in the court system with you know homeless people. Because remember, they have no money, mm-hmm. so yeah. they can challenge nothing. So you said you've seen a lot of. You were talking earlier. You said you witnessed a lot of prostitution in those places. Lot, loads of prostitution, loads of trafficking. Period. Mm-hmm. Who was doing loads who, of trafficking? Who was doing this and prostitution? Done, who was doing this? It's, it's it's everyone. Everyone. There's no particular nationality. No particular group can be Russian, can be uh, Dominican, can be black, can be just uh, the variety, mm-hmm. a full variety of suffering. Mm. And it says to me, you know, I was looking at Elizabeth and I said, this place is amazing. And she said, they've got more bars and more strip clubs than they do anything else. Uh-huh. Right. Always. It's always been like that. You know, and, and we're, and, and so, you know, and I said, because it, it really has to do with the breakdown of the family. You know, mm. I think it's, it's, it's almost as if uh, uh, suffering has become so evil that, you know, they seek to kind of break apart families, you know, mm-hmm. by offering subsidies to mothers as long as the father's not in the household. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tearing apart our country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it may have originally started to target one particular group. Uh-huh. But, you know, life is full circle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all nationalities, you know, children... All kinds of suffering, you know, and I said, if nothing else, this is why this happened. So I could see the underbelly of our world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and record it. Is that something that, um, Connie, you wish you could erase from your memory forever? 
No, I never want to forget. I forget, then I have to learn this lesson again. Karma repeats itself. That's not human. Mm -hmm. So I never want to forget. I want to deeply understand it so I can etch it out in my life. You know, so I was thinking of even doing like uh, auctioning off my work, all of it. Mm -hmm. We can save some funds and start maybe start an organization uh, that, 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 because there are organizations out there, but there's not enough. More people have to get it gone. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to sell everything I got and put it towards funds for people who are staying in those hotels. They're not guaranteed the next night to get a room. Most of them may sleep in a car or alternate or find some place else to sleep with a horrible way. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it certainly inspired my art. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you because I'm going to tell the story. I hear you. Yeah, the art, your art is, um, your art, you know, your expression of, um, it's just phenomenal. I talk about it to my friends about, you know, they should check you out because it um, it intrigues me. I stop and I think about it. You know, I, like some art, you just, you know, look at it and say, oh, that's nice and keep going, right? But, right. But something you about your art, maybe it's because we practice you know, we have a deep practice and a connection, all three of us, that I just stop and I right. look at this thing and I say, wow, okay. Like the, like the eagle today and the snake, like what was the eagle and the snake about? The eagle, the, right. the snake, the eagle had the, I was going to say the snake had the eagle in his mouth, but actually the eagle had the snake in his mouth. Right, this time. Yeah, the bird of prey, hmm. you know, and, and, and normally snakes are, are, are kind of can slither through on the ground and hide and run this hole and hide in that one, you know, but this uh, 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 predator uh, swooped down and caught it in spite of it being hidden in a field with, 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 with thousands and thousands of glades of, of grass, you know, it's just, it, 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 it pinpoints uh, 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 how powerful I feel yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of catching a needle in a haystack. Oh, I can find one. So, you know, a lot of times that's what its expression is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it as like, um, you know, the snake was Donald Trump and the eagle was tr- the truth. <laughs> well, there you got it. Well, why did you call me and tell me you figured out the answer to the <laughs> Why did you tell me you figured this out? <laughs> I didn't figure it out. I was just, you know, I was just looking at stuff, you know, with both of my eyes open. That's all for change, for change. But anyway, um... I'm, I'm so happy that I'm so happy that you're out of that situation and moving on. And I wanted to ask both of you guys, um, what is your life model? Beth oh, and Connie, <laughs> what's your life motto? Like, is it, you know, um, life motto. Yeah. What's your credo? Hmm. Well, I just believe you create it with your thoughts, whatever it is. So if you're going to create something negative with your thoughts, you may as well go all out and create something big and beautiful because it's all the creation from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take that. I like that. Miss Beth? Yeah, I think mine might be more, um, no matter what, continue to persevere. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many times in life you just want to give up. And sometimes it just takes that extra little push that you could tell yourself that and alter 
your whole state of being. So to me, perseverance is, people always tell me you're always doing something, you know, or you're always so strong. And I'm like, I don't see it, but okay, if that's what you say, you see. And to me, I think that's because I have the spirit to, to really push myself, keep pushing, don't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, don't give up until you know it's over. You know, so I think that's how I try to live my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a good motto. That's a good motto. So, um, Connie and Beth, do you love your future or your past more? A future. Your future, I have to say future. I have to say future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't find the separation between any of the the present, the present, past, or the future. It's all of them, Bill. I'm done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. I think I'm. I I think I'm like there with with you guys. I kind of think the future is still unknown and. I don't want to push towards the unknown. I don't want to live with what I've already gone through because I know how that worked out. <laughs> I gotta be, I gotta be hopeful for the future, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, the future. As President Kata said something like about the future. I was reading in uh, volume number thirty, Human Revolution. It really got me, and um, I don't. Oh yeah. It really got me. I recommend that book because I'm doing the 75 day hard. And that's part of my 75 day hard is exercise three days a week, one day outside playing basketball, not with the 23 year olds. Um, no meat, no red no, meat. No, we discussed that. <laughs> <laughs> no red meat, no, no red meat, no alcohol, none of that stuff. You know, um, you know, um, the novels that I read 10 pages a day, nonfiction, you know, that's part of my, and to um and not and to chant like an hour and a half a day, at least an hour and a wow, half a day Bill. to deal with this stuff. But I want to read something to you. It's called Healing Your Marriage After Brain Injury. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. let's do Sarah and Carlos. So I'll be Carlos, okay? And you guys could be Sarah. Okay, all right. Well, okay, we'll be Ham, Sarah. <laughs> okay, Ham, Sarah, and Ham, and Ham, Beth. All right. So Ham, Beth. So Sarah and Carlos had been happily married for 18 years. Carlos worked in a job he loved, and Sarah stayed home with their four children. After Carlos mm-hmm. suffered a stroke, me... The couple spent the first six months just focusing on his rehab. However, two years later, their lives were not back to normal. With Carlos unable to return to work, that's me, Sarah has taken a part-time job while Carlos stays home with the children. The family now has one-fourth of their former income, Beth, and everyone is struggling to make sense of this. Sarah. Now, you're Sarah. You two guys are Sarah. Sarah says... He's just angry all the damn time now, and I don't know what to expect when I walk in the door. I don't want this life either, but somehow it seems to be all my fault. I can't stand to be around him for more than a few minutes, and the kids are scared of him all the time. Carlos, Mm -hmm. I'm Carlos. 
I love being able to provide for my family now. I feel like I'm nobody. Sarah rubs it in my face that she's the one working. And when I try to work around the, ho the home, it seems like I never could do anything right, damn it. I still love her very much, but I'm pretty sure she will leave me soon. She goes out at least twice a night. No, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let me pull that back. <laughs> Let me pull that back, Hams. All right, Beth, I know you're cracking up over there, and you too, Connie. Let me pull that back. <laughs> we pull this, we walk this shit back, because you can get the wrong impression of, of, of Sarah. <laughs> Sarah ain't going out two times and two times a night. That's that's that, that's that's something in my life that's messed up here. So he says, I still love her so much, but I'm pretty sure she will leave me soon. She goes out at least two nights a week and says it's with her new co-workers, but I know better than that. What would you tell Carlos? And what would you tell Sarah? Mm. I know one thing. If she was going out two times a night, I'd say, well, "Babe, where's the money?" <laughs> yeah, that's a, oh, wait a minute. If she was at that hotel, I was dead. What <laughs> 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 a special account! <laughs> but what? No, all right, y'all, all you two hams. Okay, what we'll would you? We'll what would you tell Carlos? Um, Connie. Uh, Carlos, I would say, dear Carlos, um, the only thing you can change is your uncenteredness. Mm. There is nothing else you can transform except for to become extremely centered. You have to raise your life force. However you do it, whatever, however you meditate, you pray, whatever you do, whatever foods you change, whatever wisdom you get from the universe, you have got to change your heart. Everything outside of you is responding to what you think of you, including mm. your body and your organs. That's what I would tell them. Wow, that's heavy. Carlos, better listen to that. And Beth, what would you tell Sarah? Um, I think I would tell Sarah that she probably needs to have a little bit more compassion because people who haven't had a stroke does not know what that feels like. And how that person is trying to be his her own self, her old self, and there's just no going back. So I would tell her that she needs to maybe pray for a little bit more, to have a little bit more compassion mm -hmm. for what he's going through, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just really, to me, just, just praying that, you know, is like there's a lot of people that work on their illness of having a stroke to make themselves more productive. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think mm -hmm. that, you know, that's what she needs to be trying to encourage him instead of you already feel bad that you can't contribute and that 
these people now are weighing on you hand and foot. That's already enough pressure mm-hmm. for someone who is in such a delicate, to me, emotional state that, you know, you know although I did have support, um, I'm kind of glad that, you know, my son wasn't here so I could just deal with this mm-hmm. the way I needed to deal with to pull myself back mm-hmm. because I kind of think if I did have an overwhelming amount of people and attention brought to myself, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I would have had to fight to heal so much because you're here by yourself and you only have yourself to rely on. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think, I know it's hard on a wife, but, you know, you made them vows when you married them. Yes, the vows. So, pull it together and pull them big girl panties up and do your job. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> That's right. I like That's that one. Right. Yeah, That's yeah, absolutely yeah. right. I agree with that, Beth. I think I, I agree with I think I'd get Sarah and Carlos to go to a Buddhist meeting and chant with me. Yay. You know, but anyway. I have a good sangyo. Yeah, you have a I have same sangyo by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. They would never play with me. <laughs> they would never play with me. <laughs> They'd be like, what is? what are you saying over there? You're calling up the devil, aren't you? Something like that. You know? Oh, yeah. Devil worship and all kinds of, you yeah. know. I tell you, clarity is a beautiful thing. Just ask a couple of questions and Wait for the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't blame each other. They need to support each other, especially. I know it's difficult, and I was a Carlos a while, right. long time ago. I was Carlos, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The only thing, my wife wasn't going out, like, twice a night. She was going out, like, yeah. you know, once a day, maybe, to get food or something yeah. for us, you know? But anyway, listen. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm going to laugh right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you know, okay. I, I announced when I'm going to fall out with laughter, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Okay. Whatever, whatever. But um, listen, listen, listen. You two are absolutely, you know, you're high-powered. Beth and Connie, you both are beautiful women, you know. And, you. you know. Thank you, I know Bill, these, and, and wonderful, too. You're beautiful, too. Yes, yes. You know, these people, these guys going to hear you and they're going to be like, "What? give me her number. You know, oh, okay. All right, whatever. Not till I get my new stiletto boots. No, no. <laughs> stiletto <laughs> boots. Remember, I lean to one side, Bill. Can you imagine? You still walk, That's what I was going to say. You still walking, stiletto? I'm practicing, Beth. I've watched the videos. I'm learning how to twerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl. <laughs> I've been kissing that floor too much. I'm not going to try it out, stilettos. That's okay. Girl, listen. I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to take a pose in the picture in the stilettos, at least. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my goodness. Some hair dancing, you know. Oh boy! Don't look oh. too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do, Connie, is get a, a man that leans on the other side, on the left side. I don't oh, know. I didn't think about that, but I can't find like a matching leaner. 
Like my leaners lean to the same. All right. I guess we'll just fall over. Okay, silly All right, you two. Okay, you two Buddhists. You two Buddhists, stop. Stop it. Okay. All right. Listen, listen. We have, it's, you know, I've had a great time on the air with you guys today. Connie and Beth. I really appreciate you two. You know, you know, you're most welcome. You do too. I had a great time. You know, from the bottom mm-hmm. of my heart, you know, we need to um, we need to include more more members and more people. They don't have to be Buddhists to you know talk to have a dialogue like this. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is what we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. have a dialogue and use it use it as a sense of like I said, personal. You know, you know, like lifting weights. Right. You get stronger and stronger right. and stronger. You know. Right. That is true. You know, mm-hmm. and Beth, you sound great. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy you're pulling through. We, you know, we Thank were, you. we were doing like three hour tozos, man. And I'm so happy yes. that you gave me the opportunity to chant like that. Yeah. You know. Oh, it's a wonderful opportunity. Yes, yes. I'm I'm trying to think about opening up a district tozo. Yes. Let, let, let us know, yeah. you know. How, how did you, Connie? How did you? How did you, Connie and Beth? How did you, Beth? Think you should share with me how you dealt with COVID. Or Con, mm. I don't think Connie told me about how she dealt with COVID. I've had COVID a total of four times. Oh my goodness! Twice by the the, the needle gave me a little hiccup, mm-hmm. and then I ended up getting it full blown on my job twice. You know, um, the last time I took the pills that they gave me, the pills was a little nasty, but they did the job. But I yeah. think I was a lot sicker the last time than I have been the other three times. So mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. Um, yeah, Beth, I, I did I did the, pa- the Plaxlovid also because we came oh, yeah. back from Florida. We, we just got off the plane and went to the hospital. But um, wow, wow. yeah, and the pills are nasty. Six pills for thirty. Yeah. What, what thirty? Was it six pills a day for five days or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Now, the the Z pack. I think they give you a Z. I don't know. I've never taken no, it. No, it's not a Z pack. This is something that lasts for like the it's whole week. Yeah, yeah, Plax Plaxlovid. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Beth, because is that I'm Pfizer? Not up to date on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so what, Connie? What yeah, did you? No. What did you? Did you have COVID? What did you do? How did you handle it? I I I had COVID till I don't get COVID anymore. So I just no matter who has COVID, if I'm in the room with thirty people with COVID, I don't get COVID anymore. It's just a resistance level. Learn to beat it. That's all. It's mm-hmm. all a part of that dispensation, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, developing that part of the brain that's creative enough to bypass those things, you know. So no, I don't get COVID anymore. If I do, I don't know it because I don't feel nothing. I'm been around at least forty people, forty times, fifty mm-hmm. people. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I just don't get COVID. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 but you weren't, were you in, you were in the, you were a nurse, you worked in the prison as a prison nurse. Did people in there right. have COVID when you were there? Oh, bad COVID. Yeah. 
COVID, bad COVID. They had everything, TB, COVID, pneumonia, everything. Everything respiratory in there is full of mold and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and there's no good air. So, you know, it's, it's everything. Everything you have on the outside is, 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 is quadruple on the inside, you know, with, with poor circulation and the ducts and everything else. Nothing works. So, you know, like I said, that's probably why I developed an immunity to just like COVID is what? I don't get that. But I, would, I don't, you know, so the body learns to be things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the important thing is that, you know, when you get an illness or an obstacle or whatever, it's just your life teaching you to be things. You have to, over, you know, surpass that. That's all it is. And so, no, I don't get COVID. People say, don't get, no, I don't get COVID. My kids have had COVID, all of them. I won't get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty. Well, that's a, that's a, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm struck by that. That's, that's incredible. And on that note, we have to end this podcast. Because mm-hmm. it's time for me to eat some rice and beans here or whatever. I love rice and beans. There you go. Rice and beans. Alrighty. So, and cornbread. <laughs> and cornbread. I don't I don't I don't know how to make it and my mom's gone and that's one recipe that um I just didn't pay attention. I paid attention to the ribs. I paid attention to the turkey, the, the chicken, the ba- the, the rutabaga. The stuffing, mm-hmm. the mac and cheese, but I did not pay attention when she was making um, what's it called that bread that they use, bread pudding, bread pudding. I did not. Pay mm-hmm. I wish I. I wish I had. I wish I. Had. I know all those things, and Beth does too. Beth, yeah, yeah. you know bread pudding and cornbread from scratch, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. So we'll share. We'll exchange. Me and Beth will exchange. Bread pudding, cornbread recipe, and then um, you should have some beans and rice. I'm not playing. There you go. See, Beth, I made a <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. All righty. Okay. So listen, listen, Beth, I appreciate you. And Connie, You're I appreciate welcome. you. And I want to thank you for thank joining you us. So to, I want to thank you for joining us today. My sincere prayers are for your health and your happiness and that you live out your lives to the fullest. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank, Thank you. you, Bill. This is a wonderful bet. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Connie, have a good day. So who's ma- who's making the mac and cheese? Shoot, Beth. <laughs> I'm going to call her to the next All I'm to the next What you got, Beth? Yeah, I got dessert. Beth got dessert. I got mac and cheese rolls. I can even throw in a... Uh, um, seafood uh, uh dress love it okay. i love it i'll, I'll try i'll try <laughs> i don't know how to make that um that peach cobbler stuff but you know no you know how to do that Death, we gonna give them another one we gonna give them peach cobbler that's the last one we give them okay okay thank you guys thank you mm-hmm. okay bye-bye, bye-bye.